Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six years. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Great mustache. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Wani hanging out with Molly and Hawn. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank Next you. question. Thank Next you. question. Thank Next you question. Much. Dave Wanstead. Mully at Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Always a joy to talk to Coach Wanstead. He joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Dave, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, Molly, David. Uh, yes, everything is, uh, is good. And uh, actually leaving Florida here uh, tomorrow and heading back to Chicago. So uh, it's been a good trip business trip getting this house squared away but uh, it's all good everything's good make sure you bring uh, appropriate clothing dave because uh, no boat <laughs> shoes allowed uh guess what i i got that i don't have any summer clothing anymore so i'm in good shape <laughs> so so dave over the weekend watching these games molly and i have been talking about them and certainly there wasn't the drama that maybe you wanted. They weren't the four greatest games you'll ever see, but I think they ended up with the four best teams. Would you agree with that? Uh, definitely. I, I I did. The only game that got me a little bit, to be quite honest with you, I really thought I, I like Cincinnati. I liked, uh, obviously, Philadelphia. I, uh, I like Kansas City. I thought the Cowboys would win. And, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like after they performed – at Tampa and, and the confidence that Dak Prescott showed of making quick decisions and the ball coming out quick and, and they figured out the running back thing with Tony Pollard and Zeke, uh, how they were using those guys most effectively. I just felt like the Cowboys were going to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Tony Pollard going down was really a blow for the Cowboys. And, I mean, it's a blow for the kid because he's headed to free agency and now he needs surgery, and that's rough stuff. It, it is. It, uh, you know, he was there – him and C.D. Lamb, it was obvious on TV that they were the only two guys that they had confidence making big plays. Uh, in fact, to me, it got overkill with C.D. Lamb. It was almost like C.D. Lamb – on the reverse, put him in the backfield, C.D. Lamb pitching the ball. Uh, You know, it it was a little bit overkill. I thought that they could have mixed it around a little bit more. 
But when you look at the numbers, Zeke's just not the same Zeke, guys, as we remember at Ohio State. I mean, he didn't get much done running the football when, when it was his game to win. So, Dave, you speak cowboy. Help us out here. I look at Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, and together I'm not sure they're good for each other any longer because I'm not sure that uh, one needs the other. Or we, Dak needs a better coach, and Mike McCarthy might need a different quarterback, and I don't know about that moving forward. And yet Jerry Jones claims that there are not going to be any changes. What do you expect? What do you hear when you hear them talking about the future? Well, the, the only thing – it's a concern when I look at the Dallas Cowboys, if I'm Jerry Jones, is losing Dan Quinn on defense. I mean, that truly the last couple of years has really been the mainstay of that team. It's been their defense that's been more consistent than offense. And uh, if he leaves and takes a couple of assistants, uh, you know, then you get into free agency. I think that'll have more of an impact than anything. And I think Jerry's probably looking at it and saying Dan Quinn's probably going to get a head coaching job. Uh, do I want to make a change with the head coach and lose the coordinator? Uh, total instability. I, I, it was sad for Dak because I'm afraid that what we see is what we get. That Dak is a very good quarterback, but he's not in that upper tier. And can you win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that's not in the upper tier? I tried it at Miami. We had a top five defense like the Cowboys. We led the NFL in rushing with Ricky Williams. And then when we got down to Jay Fiedler versus Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, you know, obviously you're talking about different players, good players as compared to Hall of Fame players. That's a concern. I don't see that changing with Dak Prescott. I don't think it's the coaching. I really don't. Uh, Dave, I, I mean, personnel decisions, right? How in the heck do you go into that game with Brett Maher and then the guy gets a, a, an extra point blocked. And, you know, there was times in that first half where you felt like they were coaching around their kicker concern, and maybe they would have ended up with a halftime lead had that not been the case. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I was curious to see how they played that out. They did sign another kicker. They brought another kicker in. They practiced them both, and obviously – Mayor did good enough during practice that they had confidence in him. That's uh oh, we lost uh -oh. Dave. We lost Dave. He's uh, I, there. We go. I, I think, yeah, I, I think if, if you go out in practice and he's missing kicks, then you got to make a change, Dave. So let's go back to this coaching thing because nobody values a defensive coordinator position for the Cowboys more than you do because you've been there. And Dan Quinn, you're right. I think he could. you can make the argument he's the most valuable coach on their payroll. If you're Jerry Jones and you're afraid of losing him, would you fire Mike McCarthy to make room for Dan Quinn? I'm sure Jerry's thinking about it. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure that he's thinking about that. Uh, would I do it? I, you know, it's so hard, guys, when you're not sitting in those meetings and you're you're having everything explained to you from top to bottom, you know. And you know it's it's tough for me to say that. Uh, initially, I would say no. I would say no. Uh, I would not fire Mike McCarthy and make Dan Quinn the head coach. I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, we all saw Dan Quinn as a head coach with a 28 point lead at halftime in a Super Bowl and lose the game. 
So, you know what I mean? I still haven't, <laughs> I still haven't got over that one. That's on his resume. That's true. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, Dave, when, when we talk about the teams that came out of those games, you know, Jacksonville loses, and they're feeling great about themselves. The Giants lose, and they're like the biggest target out there for everybody in New York going after them. Obviously, Dallas, that's an unacceptable result. Buffalo, you're at home. You've got, you know, what you think is a Super Bowl team, and you lose again at home. It's snowing, for God's sake, in Buffalo. I mean, I, I don't know what the takeaway is for those teams, but it is it is an, it's a it's kind of a bitter one. Uh, other than the Jags, I don't think anyone comes out of that weekend clean. I think everybody is up in arms and throwing their hands up and trying to figure out what's going wrong. I think the Giants, yeah, the Jaguars are really excited, and I thought that they would. Uh, you know, Jacksonville's a small town. I thought everybody'd be patting them. Everyone's, you know, loving them, patting them on the back all week. I, I thought that they would come out flat, give those guys, give Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson credit. The Giants are what they are. They need more players. But they did. I think the Giants did a great job because they know what they can do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You know, they got no receivers, though, to speak of. So I, I, I'm not discouraged by the Giants at all. The one that you said, Molly, I mean, it. I talked to someone in Buffalo yesterday. It is so disappointing, and I don't know if the whole Demar Hamlin thing took took the you know the the uh, energy out of them or what happened, but they, they that was pitiful. They got out physical, and yeah. Cincinnati had three new starters on the offensive line, and and Joe Mixon they ran the ball down their throat. They out hit the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the leading rusher for Buffalo was their quarterback. And what do you have, 25 yards, Josh Allen? He was terrible. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. If you would have said that going into that game, uh, you would have never dreamed that in a 1,000 years, that they would have been that bad across the board. Offense, defense, they, they, were, they, they weren't the team ready to play. Emotionally, they had nothing in the tank. All right. We're, Coach, we're going to get to the, the uh, championship games. We'll get your take on the two games and, and what you see happening next. We'll do that when we return. It's Mully and Haw. It's Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Dave Wanstead hanging out with Mully and Haw. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Delighted to have Coach Wanstead on the Signature Bank score hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. All right, Dave, so here we go. We've got uh, we've got a couple big games. Um, you want to start in the NFC or the AFC? What do you think? Let's start in the NFC. You know, we're an NFC mentality, right? Uh, so let's go NFC, right? Um you know, everyone wants to talk about when are the wheels going to come off Brock Purdy, a quarterback for the 49ers. Well, uh, I know that Philadelphia, now what's, what we have in this game, we have the two leading teams, two of the best teams in the NFL with quarterback sacks. So we all know about the 49ers and Bosa and company. But the Eagles have been just as good or better, actually, uh, with, with their pass rush. 
So you'd like to say that this is going to put Purdy in a difficult situation with the pressure from the Eagles, but the Dallas Cowboys guys, they are the number one pressure defense in the entire NFL. So Purdy saw a ton of blitzes last week, and he handled them extremely well. He didn't turn the football over once. I mean, this guy has not turned the ball over in, in a playoff game. I mean, for a rookie, that is outstanding. Dave, from, I look at, yeah, you go ahead. Ahead. finish your thought on Purdy because I have a question to follow about the defense. Okay. No, so, but my only thought on Purdy is that, that he has to travel, and it's a difficult place now playing in Philadelphia. The weather conditions, we don't know. Uh, and Jalen Hurts, I, I, I'll get into him in a minute. Let's go on Purdy. But I think Purdy will play solid. I really do. But I don't think he'll make enough plays to win the game. So if you're the Eagles defense and you're watching the, the 49ers line up, how much how challenging is it to – you talk about blitzing Purdy. How much more difficult is that because of the way that the 49ers vary their formations? They can use Christian McCaffrey in so many different ways. They can use Debo Samuel in so many different spots. Even their fullback has lined up wide. Dave, from a defensive coordinator perspective, when you're trying to design blitzes, how does that complicate matters? Well, it, it, it definitely does because you can get guys picked. When, when you're playing man coverage, whether you're blitzing or just playing man, you are susceptible to somebody, a miscommunication, guy, receivers crossing, whether it be motion or on the snap of the football, and somebody being turned scot-free. So that's always a fear when you're playing man. I think they'll mix it up on them a little bit, but we're going to see mostly zone. And the Eagles play a lot of zone. So this is going to be nothing new for them. Uh, you know, and I think we're going to see this, the same thing on the other side. I mean, the 49ers are a zone team. They, they don't want to blitz much. They want to rush four, uh, a lot like the Eagles, and, and they want to play zone behind it. So, you know, schematically, both of these teams are going to be somewhat similar. I think the one player that separates and, and wins and makes the difference in the game is Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles. Why do you say that? And I'm not going to say just because of his ability to run. He ran the ball eight times uh, in the game uh, this past weekend, which is about normal. He normally runs it about ten times a game. But the thing about Jalen Hurts, and everybody made a big deal. When we get, these guys played each other in college when, when, when Purdy was at Iowa State and Jalen Hurts was at Oklahoma. But here's the difference. Everywhere Jalen Hurts has been, he has taken his team to another level. He makes Jalen makes everybody in the team better. And Jalen Hurts has won championships, whether it be at Oklahoma or Alabama. Going back, this kid has just got it. Okay, and I think in games like this, a player like Jalen Hurts, not with his ability as much as his mindset and his ability and, and his leadership, I think that is the difference in this game. And, and Dave, you know, it, it is a well-known fact that a rookie has never been to the Super Bowl, let alone been able to win a Super Bowl. And, and a, a lot of that is because the majority of rookies – uh, taken at quarterback are high picks that come into a situation where they're on a bad team. And so, uh, you know, it takes a, a number of years to get teams built up around them. Uh, on the rare occasion where you have a rookie, and this, you know, again, this guy is their third quarterback. 
it's extraordinary what he's done in terms of not turning over the ball, um, not making negative plays. But you got to wonder, if they ever fall behind, is he capable of bringing them back? And, and is that when, you know, there's going to be issues trying to, to get the ball to people? He, he is effective. He's done very well. But they have so many weapons around him, it's more of a team of football. You know, it's more they have a really good team, and a lot of those passes are, are kind of extended handoffs. It's not like he's just tearing a team apart in any way because he doesn't have to. Right. And, and you know what, though? Uh, two weeks ago in the first playoff game that they played, he, they had six plays over 20 yards as an offense. Uh, more than twice as many as anybody else in, in that playoff first playoff weekend that they participated in. And I'll tell you what, they uh, the passing, they had four running. They had two. The thing that gives them a chance, Molly, if they are behind, it won't be Purdy and his great throws. I mean, he, he'll be fine. But, but, it, but McCaffrey, every time he touches the ball, it's a potential touchdown. Uh, Samuel, every time he touches the ball, it's a potential touchdown. Kittle, Kittle touches the ball, it's a potential touchdown. That's what he has. And when I'm thinking of the Bears as I'm watching this kid, that's what we were lacking. I mean, that's one of the big things. You know, you talk about giving a quarterback a lot of help. Well, there you go. Take a look at San Francisco. (laughs) Dave, over in the AFC, we're going to be talking all week about the condition of Patrick Mahomes' ankle. And then we're going to be talking about the level of Joe Burrow's poise. And I think it's going to be easy to overlook what I think are two of the biggest reasons the Bengals are still here. Number one, their offensive line used three backups and they dominated the line of scrimmage. And number two, Lou Anarumo has been a revelation as a defensive coordinator, probably one of the more underrated assistants in the NFL. And that defense has been as good as they needed to be. What is the key, do you think, against the Chiefs for the Bengals? Yeah, I, I, what you started with, David, is, is where I'm at. Uh, you know, I always look at it from a coach's perspective. If I'm Kansas City right now and I'm saying, okay, we got to stop the Bengals, from a media standpoint, everybody wants to say Joe Burrow, Jay Burrow, Jay, uh, Jamar uh, Chase, uh, Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, all those skill guys. And that's, that's all part of it. But I'll tell you what, after last week, what they did to a top-five defense, you mentioned it, David, being physical, but they ran the ball. And Joe Mixon, he got he made you come out of your chair last week. I mean, every time he was touching the ball, he looked like he was in the beginning of the year. And then P. Ryan comes in and, and you got to stop the run. The Bengals are not a one-dimensional offense. And I think they proved that last week. Uh, so I, I would start there, and then Joe Burrow. And I know we don't have a lot of time. I wish we were there. I was in there. We had a chalkboard because what Joe Burrow was doing, the Bills were playing zone, which they do. You don't want to match up one on one with Jamar Chase very often, or any of those receivers. So you play zone. But when you play zone, guys, the quarterback needs to recognize the defense. Is it one deep? Is it two deep? Is, is it is it four deep? And then your receivers need to find the open spots in those zones. And you've got to do this quick. And, and Joe Burrow last week and those receivers, it was masterful. To watch that as a coach 
and, and compared to the Cowboys, where Dak Prescott's standing back there and he's patting the ball and patting the ball and he's trying to make a decision, a receiver. I mean, it, it, it was two different teams, two different teams watching it from my perspective and seeing how do you attack a zone defense if you're a great quarterback and have receivers on the same page. That was a clinic last week. Dave, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, he's 0-3 against Joe Burrow since Burrow has become a starter. And if it goes to 0-4, that means he's lost the last two AFC championship games against him. Um, and and I'm, I mean, listen, it's, it's, there's teams involved. I understand it's not just quarterback, uh, quarterback, but – they have outscored Cincinnati has won each game by three points and they've outscored them 26 to six in the fourth quarter and overtimes of these games. Um, you know, is it, is it possible that we're going to come out of this playoff and say Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL? Is it possible? Think, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, absolutely. Molly. I mean, you're making a, a valid point and what I would do this week, obviously, you know, if, if you think about this game, you know, everyone, no one wants a, a, a blitz Patrick Mahomes because he's going to recognize it and he's going to get the ball. Well, if you, if you double Kelsey, okay, their best player, I, I think Cincinnati is going to pressure a little bit more early. I would. I want to find out how healthy he is. We right. know he's not, pre- not going to practice all week, and you guys know this from, from participating and being around football. For our listeners, though, there's, a di- there's two different types of ankle sprains, low ankle sprain and then a high ankle sprain. And the worst by far is a high ankle sprain. That's the one that affects mobility even more so, and it takes longer to heal. That's what Patrick Mahomes is dealing with, a high ankle sprain. So without any practice, uh, I'll be real curious to see. I would bring some pressure early. And I wouldn't do it if the game was on the line. I mean, you know, but early on, I would do it and get him moving and let's see how effective he is. And because of that, Dave, I'm leaning toward the Bengals in the AFC and I am Team Purdy, so I am 49ers in the NFC. How are you seeing these things if you had to pick the games right now or do you need more time? No, I don't need it. I'm, I'm all over the Bengals. After what I saw Cincinnati due to Buffalo last week, you know, I think Buffalo personnel-wise is just as good, just as good in some areas better than what the Chiefs. So I am, I'm all over Cincinnati, and and I'm taking Philadelphia for the reason that I said. Jalen Hurts, and I know you heard what their coach, Sirianni, said. He said he's kind of a Michael Jordan. Well, Michael Jordan, you know, before you say that, you better get a couple of rings on your finger. But I, I understood <laughs> what the, I, 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 I did understand what he was saying that when he's in the huddle and on the field, everybody he takes everybody's game to another level. You know, by the way he acts and the way he plays and the way he competes and the way he talks in the huddle. That's Michael Jordan. Everybody uses that as a comparison. That's why I'm taking the Eagles, because I think this kid has proven that he can do that from his play at Alabama and his play at, in Oklahoma and everywhere the guys play. So I, I think that Jalen Hurts is the difference in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. And I, I think that when we look at that Philadelphia team, you know, that is a very good, balanced football team, and they can hurt you in a lot of different ways. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is as physical 
as the Niners are, Philadelphia is just as tough. And, and I Absolutely. think that, yeah, that, that's going to be the interesting element of this game. And, and as much as I uh, appreciate the story and how everything has gone, and I, I got a lot of time for the Niners. It's extraordinary. I do think that, uh, that there is a, there, there's just a difference in quality between the two quarterbacks, regardless of what happened when they were at uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State. Yeah, and think about this too, guys. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew, the backup quarterback for the Eagles, was playing in the fourth quarter of that game. They took their starters out. So yeah. they, got a, they got a little bit of rest there. And then the week before that, Lane Johnson, without the bye, you talk about some of our you know, people wonder, is the bye really that important? I don't know how effective Jalen Hurts would have been, how effective Lane Johnson probably wouldn't have played. They're all pro left tackle. And then there are two defensive linemen, Graham and Fletcher Cox. I mean, those two guys are they, – they got. I don't, I don't have the age in front of me, but they are veteran guys that need rest at this point in the season. And with that week off and then not, that play, not having to play the whole game against the Giants last week, uh, they're going to be – and playing at home, Philadelphia is going to be about as rested a team physically as you could ever be going into the division championship week, in my opinion. Dave, want to get your opinion on this. The Bears are one of six teams in the NFL that have not won a playoff game in the past decade. The other five, Dolphins, Commanders, Lions, Raiders, Jets. You add the Bears into that mix. Of those six teams, Dave, which is the furthest away from breaking the streak? So who you, you're asking me who do I think will break the streak quicker? Who's the furthest away? Are the Bears oh. the furthest away, as we said this morning, Dolphins, Commanders, Lions, Raiders, and Jets? No, I think that Washington is. The Bears are not. I think the Bears can close the gap in a hurry. I really do. I really do. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's for another show, right? That is. Hold that. Dave, I, I'm just curious. I just, I just said that now. I just got to think about this as I'm – as yeah. I'm, but I'm on record of saying it. So I, okay. I think well, why I, I think Washington is a mess internally as yeah. well as personnel wise and ownership wise. The whole thing, guys. Trust me. So, uh, Where the Bears, everybody's on the same page, and everybody's pulling the you know the same direction. I think that means something. Um, I'm just curious, Dave. When you think about um, you know what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. Do you imagine him taking a lot of, uh, you know, bath bomb baths uh, to get that ankle going, maybe have a little jazz bath from those commercials he does? Is that, is that how he'll prepare himself for the game? <laughs> oh, Molly, I'll tell you what. I, I, I have the, – the way these guys get treatment nowadays compared to how we did it a few years back, uh, guys didn't worry about treatment much in the old days till we showed up, you know, on Sunday. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, so, so I have no idea, but I, all I know is he was getting treatment the night of the game. So right. he left the stadium and he went right into the facility and he was there till late at night with the trainers and doctors treating this ankle. So he's, he, he's a tough, you know what? Uh, two seconds on Patrick Mahomes, every team, every coach, GM fans. Oh, our quarterback. Our guys are tough guys. Our guys are tough guys. Well, sometimes with quarterbacks, you really don't know that uh, until 
something comes up that now all of a sudden, hey, you you got to show up. you got to show us what you're about. Not on the field, not as a quarterback, but as a person, as a competitor. And, and I know the Bears had a bad experience years ago with a quarterback when he got banged up. But think about this. I got a whole different opinion on Patrick Mahomes. That guy was hurt, and he refused to come out of that game. I yeah. mean, he is – this guy is a competitor now, and he is going to be – the, you know, I, I like the Bengals, but they are going to get everything Patrick Mahomes has to give. I promise you that. That guy proved it to me, and I think he proved it to his whole team. And he proved it to everybody, but that's going to be the thing that nobody doubts. He's competitive, but he's also going to be more immobile than, than he usually is, and I think that's where you're going to dare him to run by being able – you can do things different defensively, Dave. You know this because if you don't – if he's not going to beat you with his feet, you don't have to worry about that aspect of his game. Yeah, that's big. And that's big uh, – that's a huge, huge advantage for a defense. If, you, if you're not concerned about the quarterback getting out of the pocket and scrambling, now they're ba- the quarterback play is basically one-dimensional. Absolutely. I'd test him early. I, I don't know what – this kid is Superman. Who knows what he's going to do? I would test him early and be darn sure. Yeah, I think when we think of Patrick Mahomes, you know, he uses all these different arm angles and he does all these things, but it's based on his ability to scramble around a little bit and buy more time for guys to come open. And and he, and they use the entire field in part because he's not just one, two, three, go. He He is actually buying time in the pocket by his little steps and movement and then crazy arm angles. And without that, I don't know. I don't know how their offense will work. I don't know how they have to change what they're doing. If they can change what they they're doing, if they need more sort of predetermined routes. Yeah. No. It, it probably they're going to probably try to uh, some screens and get the ball out yeah. easy and keep them yeah. keep them from moving. But you know, Andy Reid's a great coach, obviously. But you know, we used to always say. When looking at watching Patrick Mahomes play, let's go get some of those players that do things that we don't have to coach. And he he's just the top of that list. I mean, he truly does. They're not working on that stuff in practice. He's just kind of playing a little bit of street ball, and he's got the God-given talent and instincts to make it happen. Great stuff, Dave. Great catching up with you. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Right. Okay, guys. See you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.